Um, I don't have I don't have a bit for this. I don't have a <clears throat> I don't have a cold open. I'm just miserable. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. And on that note, you guys are listening to lame. The Lexington Archipelago Marxist Experience. You've already used that one. I have? Yes, I'm sorry. It would happen, folks. How many episodes did I it was take? thinking about keeping a list of all the ones. At 13? That would that would help you. Yeah, this is the 13th episode. So it would it would help you if you uh if you got a little more luckier than the that. The Lexington You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington aggregation marxist experience all right well i'll let it slide because i don't i i haven't thought of that word before so i'm aaron uh and i'm jenry and i'm trying to keep i'm i'm changing my mind folks i'm I'm bringing up the energy this episode (laughs) um i will i refuse to let my current situation in life bear down on me and i am um, putting on a smile for the podcast because i have to deliver you like so much bad news this week oh no yeah we're, we're no longer npr but left we're no <laughs> we're no longer an actually left npr well, what are but we, we don't but we don't have journalistic integrity we have actually more journalistic integrity than half of these news publications actually mm. um we have socials you can follow us on twitter at lame pod you can email us at lexlamepod at gmail.com Oh, all right. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah. be sure to do that. Wow. Um, I'm going to manufacture consent on whether we should be emailing the pod or not. Mm-hmm. Send um, us send us all of your uh, surveys. Yes. If you, for instance, decided to maybe email this podcast and we responded to you and then you didn't respond back to us, perhaps um, it's either the fact that the message that we have is still a draft and we haven't sent it yet. Someone to check the lame pod on that email on that. Maybe. I'm, I don't know. Um, but if it's not us and I'm not roasting my co-host, I am roasting a different person who needs to get back to us. However, um, I'm inclined to believe it's our fuck up. This is pu- purely hypothetical. Yeah. The purely hypothetical exercise in what an email chain could be like. Well, no. Okay. So what happened was I started typing out the draft hypothetically, mm. of course. Yeah. You hypothetically. But this was like, this was like yesterday. Mm. I was like, Hey, are we going to hear back? Yeah. And then I just didn't feel like finishing it, but I already knew uh, about it. it was. This was like yesterday. Okay, all right. Okay, so you you're just you're just allowing your mistakes to continue. I get it. I mean, look, hypothetically, if I was the one running the emails, maybe I wouldn't have this happen. I mean, you me. have access. I have access. I just I just view. You know, I'm just I'm just the the uh, the the oversight on this operation. Speaking I've, of oversight, yeah. Um, we do. This is a news podcast, and the first piece of news will actually be. Um, uh, delivered by Aaron because um, I saw this piece of news and I'm like, if we don't talk about this on the podcast, who are we? So you might remember from a couple of weeks ago in the Herald Leader, or maybe even on the TV, uh, they were reporting about how in the Kentucky's untapped natural beauty wilderness, Red River Gorge, these nine idiots get lost just going, going about their business because they're hiking at night. And my, my uh, message to the listener is, if you're hiking, do not hike at night. Mm. And if you're going to hike at night, bring some kind of light source. Mm. See, I've, I've, done, I've done my fair share of night hikes. I once did eight miles in the dark. 
That's a little wild. That was fun. Mm. Um, but I had my light. I had a backup light source and a primary light source. That's great. Um, and I, I knew what I was getting myself into. And I also know all the maps, which you can find at ROGmaps.com. Ooh, wow. A little, little cross promo. So these guys, I'm guessing, got stuck somewhere on the shelter we traced by the suspension bridge by the Red River. And they got stuck on a switchback. And then they had to find a rock shelter for, for some place to stay. And then they had to get rescued. And it was a whole to-do. The location is just a an expert guess. This um, is my expert guess. Yeah, this is why. I mean, this is why we keep Aaron on the payroll. You know, mm-hmm. um, and when and one, the first half of their resume was just like, um, like the theory they've read, and then the second half was just their very beautifully annotated map system of Red River Gorge, and we're like, you're in. Yes. Congrats. Welcome. Welcome aboard. <laughs> so, what what can be done? What well, really, all that all that can be done is um, know know where you're going. Bring a map, and if you don't bring a map, at least go with somebody who knows where they're where they're going. If you get cell reception, you can go to rogmaps.com. Hmm. Um, if you don't get cell reception, find follow the trailblazers. They're yellow. They're white diamonds. They're very easy to spot, and they will always lead you back. They will always lead you somewhere. Oh, okay, I see. So they go both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, interesting. Um, any 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 other final comments on these dummy hikers? You know, um, ruining our, our our beautiful land. If you if you go hiking, leave no trace. That includes packing out what you pack in, and includes mm. not geotagging your photos. Do not geotag your photos. I love that actually. That's great. Um, not even don't even bring your digital waste with you. Um, leave no footsteps. Only pictures, untraceable pictures, folks. Um, Speaking of um, uh, hobbyist activities that might have to do something with vegetation, um, uh, the Home and Garden Convention is happening this weekend at the still like unfinished husk of Reparina. Um, you made this, you, you know, the the exoskeleton is exposed, but they are still um, using its carcass uh, uh, now three times the size for convention space to hold um, the uh, first ever event that will use every square foot of the um, allotted uh, conference space. Um, now, notably, right, uh, the this rep, this Rep edition, which they're not even calling it Rep Arena anymore. Um, it's the central bank something, which, you know, uh, you know whatever we all get that you know Adolf Rupp was a bad guy but like no one not a single soul can imagine the central bank center being a better term for it I'm just saying I'd sooner have they I'd sooner have them rename it to like the Robert E. Lee Recreation Center before this Um, and anyway this project still won't be finished until January 22 so like you know who knows how that will go um Something that is exciting as someone that has worked at Rep Arena before, um, there are now separate docking spaces for the convention center um, as opposed to the actual arena. So this means that when you have your um, 18 car, 18 truck uh, um, performing act that comes through, let's say your Cirque du Soleil, maybe you got actually you're pushing you know 20 plus and you're a little bit of a legend for that. Um, you won't conflict with the semi trucks from like, I don't know, like that comic con people, if they got a bunch of things to load in. So that's nice to know. But, um, once again, won't be finished till January. Don't know why you people go around acting like we can keep using it. 
UK is going to be holding, will also be holding their commencement in this unfinished husk, if I remember correctly. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a metaphor for, uh, for UK as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, we love to see it. It's not like, let me say this, UK constantly forgets that they literally have Memorial Coliseum. I'm just saying, folks, it's there and you should be using it. Um, speaking of schooling, uh, Kentucky schools no longer have to do temperature checks, right? But Fayette County isn't hasn't said yet if they're gonna if they're going to um, lower their regulation on this, right? And to this, I say, <sighs> folks, the temperature check thing basically has never worked if you're under the age of thirty. I'll say it. If you're if you have all these kids around, like eighty percent of these people are asymptomatic, and the odds of a kid that is running a temperature that is over a hundred degrees going to school that day incredibly low. I have never met a group of people more dedicated and most importantly, most effective at for getting away from going to their sort of occupation than school children, right? Uh, I don't think temperature checks were really an issue. They don't even need a fever to yeah, not want to go to school. Exactly. I have faked many a fever, right? So just ask our dear friend Ferris Bueller. Exactly. Ferris Bueller wouldn't comply with these silly COVID regulations. I believe Ferris Bueller is an anti-masker, but I respect him. Anyway, um, this article was also only like three paragraphs long. It was very lackluster. Um, it was not written by the two um, writers of the hair litter that I recognize anyway, so I'm like, this could be anyone. Um a more meanwhile sort of um beth musgrave um the dividends that she pay that that herald leader reaps from hiring her you know every single day continues she had an excellent write-up today talking about the um walmart on richmond road and man of war um how you know not in business folks empty husk but what's interesting is that the city owns the deed to this walmart and the city has certain deed restrictions on it and they're currently in the process of revoking these some of these deed restrictions because Lexington Motorsports wants to expand and open a dealership there, right? Lexington Motorsports does like motorcycles and ATVs and stuff. They're fine. Um, but interestingly enough, one of the deeds, one of the deed restrictions that they want lifted is um, uh, the um, restriction on bars and nightclubs because, and I quote, so they can sell it to Malibu Jacks um, in the event that this all goes under, um, which is the really like, you know, basically you you go two ways, right? When you when a big box store goes out of business, you either get the spirit Halloween or you get the Malibu Jacks. Um, and the deed restriction was stopping this thing from happening. But now, folks, it's all getting the green light. Um, hopefully the city doesn't get any. Uh, get get too get too wise about um dropping these things because having the city own deeds to land is actually um much closer to my dream of a city than one would think. Um, of course, the uh, neighborhoods. Uh, there's one single cul-de-sac that backs up to this. Just like every single development, there's inexplicably one cul-de-sac that backs up and neighbors the, all these developments. And of course, their big concern is that the fencing between them and the Walmart is not is not up to snuff, which is uh, interesting, interesting. Um, my once again, my argument is um, simply stop living in the suburbs. Have you thought about that one? This is my argument to the what is it? The Taste Creek people with the with the school. Yeah, maybe you should have got a better house 
or the people who live in Stonewall. Mm. Well, I mean, we've I think we made it, it our, ourselves mm. explicitly clear on what we think of the uh, literal Stonewall. The name of the community is called Stonewall. You can't make this up, folks. Um, once again, I'm excited. I'm eagerly anticipating the Robert E. Lee subdivision that we're building soon. Um, I just want to add before you move on to the next yeah. topic. Um, there's some and more more case to not live in the suburbs because on on Lansdowne and Reading, there's some major traffic going on and or major construction going on, which is causing a lot of traffic, which is all the more reason to. Yeah. If you move into the city, the city, um, the city can simply never do a construction project. Therefore, Correct. you will never be, um, <laughs> you will never be slighted. We, we all know about how the cities don't do construction projects. Yeah. My advice to you is to go back 30 years in time and buy a house downtown. Um, if, you know, if you can, if you have those means and if you don't, you're obviously you're, you're listening to the wrong podcast here. So, um, so that's all the fun news I had this week. Um, and I have two pages of just misery. Oh no! Um, literally, I got, things got so bad that I oh, literally, no. I literally stopped. I literally had to stop watching the, oh, uh, no. the city, the city work session. So let's just like, just accept that things are bad, and then relatively, um, whatever you imagine is bad, surely can't be as bad as what I'm as as the actual things I'm reading. If you set your expectations at rock bottom, yeah, you can only go up. I need you to be the only way for you to get a dopamine hit out of this next segment is to assume that a fascist coup happened and then work your way back from that. <laughs> the the mayor of our fair city has has, <laughs> has finally has finally snapped and has actually evicted everyone. Yeah, they're all snitches, she said. <laughs> Nobody crosses the mayor, Linda Gordon said, very strangely in this in that exact accent. <laughs> Reporters were puzzled. Okay. Anyway, um so a 40-year-old man just died at the Fayette County Detention Center, right? Um uh Sharif Hassan Martin was observed, quote, suffering from an apparent medical distress, unquote. That is their words. At 6.20 p.m. on March 30th, according to a news release sent from the jail on Tuesday afternoon. That was this Tuesday, the uh, 6. The private medical staff, right? Corizon Medical is the uh, is the group, or Corazon Medical, probably. Um, but I'm going to say Corizon because uh, they're contracting for the Lexington government. Um we had a private medical staff at the jail decided that maybe he should go to the hospital. <laughs> so the fire, the fire department takes Martin to the hospital and at 7.15 p.m. at the hospital, he is pronounced dead. The cause of death is being both investig being investigated by Lex PD, the jail itself, and the coroner. So they so wait. So they already did they know he was dead by the time they decided to take him to the hospital. This is well. This is an excellent question, right? Um, the hospital pronounced him dead at seven fifteen. They identified that he was quote suffering from medical apparent medical distress at six twenty one. That can mean anything. Yeah. So in the in the um you know uh like fifty five minutes fifty four minutes if you want to get real real precise about it for my those of you playing along at home, um. In this 55 minutes, he died, right? Now, was he dead? And they brought him to the hospital and they cleared him there, you know, who knows? But anyway, we have three different organizations, including the jail itself, investigating it. Um, and uh, let me just say this. Investigating your own mishaps is going to be a big theme of today's episode. Um, because, uh, meanwhile, um, 
And honestly, I've had a very hard time summarizing it because once again, this was uh, this next article was written by Beth Musgrave and she literally knocked it out of the park with the first line of this article. So let me just read it. Quote, Lexington police have refused to release body camera footage of a 19 year old man having a mental crisis who was hit by a Lexington police officer last week. Hit, um, uh, oh, unquote, hit um, by a car. <laughs> there is um, uh, that witnesses describe um, this, this 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 kid. I mean, he's 19 years old, right? He's younger. He's like he's younger than me, right? Running, uh, running away from the cops, running out into traffic, and a police car seeing this, going out of the right away into the sort of the oncoming lanes to nail him with their car. Um, uh, the good news is that he's not dead. Um, it didn't explicitly say that anywhere, but um, usually when they die from it, they report on that. But it was very confusing because this next other article, they all um, it, it, later on in the article, they'll talk about another incident where I'm like, did he die? No, he's fine. I think Blake Hall had a good had a good tweet thread about this. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was he was posting about. I mean, there was a whole bunch of them at least. Yeah, I mean, well, everyone. I mean, this was the. I mean, people were, and we're going to get to this. There were people that came for public comment to the work session um, on on Tuesday to talk about this. Three people. It was crazy. It was the first time I've ever seen it happen in in my uh, time covering the uh, the city council beat. Uh, but, truly, I mean, what what is what is now but a good case for protected bike lanes? Yes, but I mean, I don't with peace and okay. Well. <laughs> With peace and love, yes. With, with peace and love. Bike lanes are important, yes. This guy was not... A bike lane would have not solved this man's issue. I just or, want to be or, absolutely... Or, 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 or... Abolish the police. Well, yes, that's what we're getting to, all right? Um, so, quote, police deny the request of the Herald Leader because, quote, prematurely releasing documentation to prior to the closure of that investigation may lead to sensitive and or intimate details becoming public. This could cause potential hazards, not including to, but limit, not including, but limited to tainting potential witness testimony and slash, or making it difficult to locate cooperative witnesses for fear of retaliation, unquote, according to the April 2nd letter from the department, unquote, right? The reading between the lines here, of course, I see, we don't want to release this footage yet because we know we are afraid that we're going to get another little uprising, right? Um, the cops are very scared of this, right? And, and they should be scared of us. Uh, here's the final quote from the article. Quote, police and prosecutors have also not released body camera footage from a July 31st, 2020 police shooting of uh, Darian Warfolk. Warfolk was shot by police officer Miller Owens. Um, he did not die. He was shot in the hip and then was later charged with like, you know, he had cocaine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... We get to um, we get people. Let me just we're immediately now jumping into the work session, right? Because these sort of tail straight into it. Um, we have three people that appear for public comment at the very top of the hour on this work session, and everyone comes in and they're like, "And this is insane." You go to these public comments. I've never seen someone do a public comment before um, in this manner. Mayor Gordon, Mayor Gordon goes, "Ah, welcome, welcome. Please state your name and your legal address." Um, which was insane in the, so like one woman comes on and she does it. She just says, she says her full name and her address. And I'm like, you're insane. And she goes and complains about it. And then, um, another woman came on and she, um, who, uh, comes on and she's like, 
my name is this and I'm in so-and-so's district because I'm not going to reveal my address. And she's go keeps going. And I'm like, okay, cool. So they're not holding, they're not holding it on her. Um, but I'm just like absolutely insane that they're just like, what are you afraid of? Give us your address. Give us your social security number, driver's license number, yeah. who, who you work for. Yeah, exactly. If you could, um, there's any sort of personal details we could use to get you fired at your job. Please state them now. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, it was really funny. The second commenter who was also in the didn't give her, um, didn't give her actual address away. Uh, she ran out over three minutes. They're like, they're like, I'm sorry, ma'am, you're out of time. And she's like, well, you all know how I feel anyways. And <laughs> I'm like legendary. <laughs> I love that. Um, she's not wrong. Yeah. So, um, and here is the, uh, here's the big thing. And oh, I do have to say this This is one note that's not cop related. Uh, Hannah Legree had a walk on uh, motion to change the name of a park. And Jennifer Reynolds was like, like you could see her in the zoom call on the draw, like a Western ready to give the second on that. And in literally what a King, um, council member at large, Richard Maloney snipes the second, um, which is so funny. Cause you saw, you saw her like raising her hand and just did. Oh, it's so funny. It's where uh, Jennifer Reynolds, an ally, maybe, um, she just can't catch a break, but, but uh, the physical, the, the, the physical, co- um, comedy, amazing, truly amazing. Um, that like, w- what is this? It's just round two or yeah. three of, uh, of Jennifer Reynolds. I, just completely uh, failing. On- it's just, there's, it's just, there's just always something funny about how she votes. Um, I, I, there's always something going on with it that I always try to pay attention to. Cause you get sort of these beautiful, sort of beautiful little like uh, moments she was i saw a picture of her on the uh if you go to the lexington fayette uh health department page mm. and they have a picture of of like promo they're like get vaccinated and mm-hmm. one of the people on there is jennifer reynolds love that and you can see jennifer reynolds getting vaccinated and it's beautiful wow i'm so so proud of her but no no other council people yeah or, or the mayor and I mean, like, whatever the park name, it was literally, I didn't write any, I didn't write this information down. Cause I was like, you know, it's like 2am and I'm like, I got way more doomer stuff to talk about. This is not important. Who cares if they changed the park to all I will say is that, um, the, uh, I forget what they were renaming it to, but the park's current name is South end. And I'm like, this is the least offensive like name for a park. The Robert E. Lee park. In yeah. Stone God, I hope, um, <laughs> the- <laughs> i mean they're fine they, it's, they were renaming to some local guy and i was like all right cool whatever um you know like so that's fine but uh so what's going on here and what's interesting and the third public commenter brought this up is that um in current in cop investigations um the fraternal order of police actually play a role in um in uh, some police disciplinary action right so his big call was you know maybe don't have this because and we've been at this since, and this is so interesting, June 30th, 2020, right? In the, in the heat, in the heat of the BLM protests, right? We, um, uh, wow, brain gone, brain gone. Help, 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 help. June 30th BLM yes. protest. Wow, guys, I'm so, this is the worst that's ever happened to me. We're going through collective bargaining with the police union, right? And this is a huge deal because um, it is a complicated legal dance that you play um and the entire time i was hearing stuff uh, i was uh, like looking at city council and seeing all these things i'm just going like damn maybe like this is the power of unions like because i mean like police like 
there are there are laws that we can pass as a city, right? That sort of go beyond the realms of these uh, contracts, right? Um, and the more we can do stuff outside of these contracts, the better, right? Because the more stuff we try to enforce in the contract, you know, there's it, we will give the police more things in exchange for it, you know. And there's no law saying that we can't that there's certain things out that that aren't explicitly mentioned by current KRS stuff that we can't just like, you know just make our own laws and just be like, actually cops, you can't do that. Um, and it's, it's very interesting because, um, and, uh, apparently it's very interesting to a lot of other people because a majority of this work session, this is a two hour long video file. The majority of this work session was dedicated to a sort of, um, presentation and Q and a, um, about collective bargaining. Um, some of the law department came and gave, uh, a little presentation on the um, on collective bargaining and council members were very, very, very interested in this. Right. And it's very funny to see them being like, we're told we're not allowed to show our hands. But like um, anyway, uh, a few briefers on um, this uh, collective bargaining thing. Only police fire in the Department of Corrections have a statutory right under KRS to do collective bargaining. Right. So you can have other licensed unions, you know, you can have a bus driver's union, but they don't, they don't have the legally mandated right that they have to collective bargaining, which is interesting, right? Um, and something we should maybe look at, right? Why is, why have we, why have we demanded that certain, uh, whatever, um, you know where I'm going with that. So the current con, the last contract is still in effect, right? The effects of it are still in effect, but the moment we pass this new contract, it will become effective in a way starting on July 1st, 2020, right? So what it's taken us over almost a year to get this collective bargaining thing because I'm sure the police were like looking at BLM purchase and being like, maybe now would not be a good time to do our collective bargaining because everyone hates us. And it's true. Everyone does hate cops. Um, and um, they did give a little reminder legal did that they're like and i said it earlier you can do laws that are more powerful than this contract you don't have to do all your uh, controlling the police through the contract right um but most importantly is that there was a resolution passed um a little while ago that and this is what the council members were crazy about they would not stop asking questions about this the council can vote no once a deal has been reached to this they're not really allowed to say anything publicly they're not trying to show their hands because the nature and legalese or whatever you know for for reasons beyond our mortal met understanding um we uh we cannot talk publicly as council members about what we want out of these contract negotiations, right? But the moment the ink has been signed and it goes to the council, the council can vote no and then it go into great detail of what they think is wrong with this contract, right? And um, which is interesting, right? There is also in this clause a very strange thing where the council has an out um, where the council can simply choose to um, not vote not take any action on this thing and will allow the mayor to simply install it. So if they want to vote no to it, but for some reason they feel some political pressure to not go down on the record saying no because they're cowards, um, they can simply allow Mayor Gordon to take the heat and just just institute the new contract, which is interesting, right? Um, so... But there is a lot of council members, especially Legree, especially Reynolds and a lot of these folks that and, you know, that are just like, so if we don't like this, we could just say like no to it, because I'm sure 
a lot of these council members that aren't. And I will say, and be very explicit here, there are some council members who are not in the FOP's pockets, right? The council members that are in the FOP's pockets are silent during this discussion. If you have an FOP endorsement, you are with the enemy and they said nothing basically during this entire call so all the but all the non-fop aligned council members the good ones right um if we can even say there is such a thing as good and bad anymore in this fucked up society i live in um they were like they were very curious about the um in just how many ways they can say no to police contracts right um and uh interestingly enough i didn't entirely understand the conversation uh, that Jennifer Reynolds was having with the law department guy because it relied on information that they were privy to that we were not. But um, Jennifer Reynolds has been pretty um, eagerly pursuing a uh, sort of review board of sorts, right? Citizens review board. But under the way our current contract law is, uh, current KRS laws is, it's, it wouldn't exactly be allowed to happen in the way we want it to. We would have to pass a, we would have to lobby a bill that would let this happen in the Kentucky general assembly. And the only chance it, well, it has a chance of passing. The guy said, the, the, the guy was like, we, 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 they were like, what's the chance of this bill actually passing? And he goes, well, if you have a bill and it's saying just for Lexington, maybe if you have a bill for all of Kentucky, no. Um, so hopefully, um, at least Lexington can pull themselves out by their bootstraps and get some uh, legislation lobby to do this. Um, because currently the thing that's stopping them, and I didn't write down the KRS numbers, but if you're interested enough in this, I think you already know the KRS numbers. Um, there is such a thing as a police bill of rights, and it's literally called that. Abolish the police Abolish, bill of rights. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, maybe maybe <clears throat> not everyone deserves rights if you're a cop. You know, I am. Uh, I'm interested in seeing what gets done with the general assembly because yeah. they're out of they're done with the regular session now. Yeah, they can. I think they can go into a special session for. a few days is that this, right uh, maybe i mean but this would be us um i mean this bill would be happening next just general session mm-hmm. no fucking way we could get the uh ga just to come back hey we need this right now um but anyway the police officer bill of rights um quote my brain is actively melting as i type this unquote um <laughs> the it, it dictates how police investigations have to be carried out so we've talked a lot with like the officer Middleton um, hearing and stuff like that. These weird rules on how these disciplinary actions happen are both are determined by three main things, right? The officer bill of rights, the collective bargaining contract, which is like 96 pages long. And of course, internal police decisions on how um, disciplinary actions happen. And we need legislative change in order to actually set up a true civilian review board like our king, Jennifer Reynolds, is trying to set up, right? Um, so I understand they were not particularly forthcoming because in a very, in a very genuine moment, it seemed like these council members forgot they were at a meeting and were just talking to this guy, just like rabid being like, wait, we can do something. We can do, can we do something? Can we do, which is, I want to say promising, right? But I'm about to pull the carpet out of, um, both Aaron and our listeners, right? Oh no. So you all remember this bill we were complaining about this ordinance going through that would give, you know, like $200,000 from the department of Homeland security for all this stuff. 
Don't remind me. Well, I won't be reminding you about that bill. There is a um, there is an item, item P0324-21 at the most recent work session um, that will be giving us uh, that will be giving the cops almost a million dollars of federal funding. Right. Um, Two hundred thousand of these dollars is for an improved bomb. OK, hold on a second. Sorry. Oh, I, I spoiled it already. Um, guess why this bill, guess why this request has been created. Um, I don't know. Why they want, they want 200,000 for an improved bomb defusal robot. Oh my um, goodness. I wonder why that's... I wonder there's, I'm certain, certainly there was no recent bomb defusal event that would have gone on. Right. Um, so, and you know what? I'm like, look, if we can secure, you know, 200 shiny ones to have a fancier, you know, robotic arm that can defuse a bomb, like, sure. We don't like bombs. I mean, like, we would like to defuse bombs, you know. I think that would be prudent for us, you know, and if there's money for it, we can have it. The problem is that they want 670 the other half, the other part of this money, $670,000 for, quote, funding to purchase a thermal or color camera and searchlight equipment and installation. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. It's more crowd control shit. Quote, the equipment will address the technology gap um, to respond to search slash rescue, comma, active shooters, comma, and this is the bad one. Well, actually, these last two are pretty bad. Domestic terrorism, whatever that means, in the protection of large crowds. This is just cop- literally copy pasted. Yeah. I mean, it's always it. It's from it's because there's there's guides given out to these police officers um, on how to properly apply for this stuff. There's certain like there's just like, you know, literally, you know, um, there's there's just guides on how to do this. But like, yeah, this is like like the exact same proposal, except there's a bomb except robot. there's more. Well, it's like they're in. Here's the thing, right? It's not that this proposal will replace the other one. It's that they're getting both of this money, right? Because this ordinance passed its first reading um, unanimously. No one, no one said anything about it. No one said no to it. No one brought up anything about this, right? So obviously, we will be sending a strongly worded letter to um, our few people and being like, "Hey, it's us again." Um, you remember us. You remember us as the people that are um, that are trying to raise attention about the um, whole funding of uh, police activities and how we all agree that that's not a good thing. Um, folks, get on this shit. We got to take him down. Um, Even if it means we don't get a bomb defusal robot. I will personally take the L on getting on getting blown up by a by a, um, a suspicious package. Um, if it means we can deny these funds to the to the cops, I'll do that. That'll be my sacrifice to the community. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just like, yeah, bad, bad cop shit all around. Possibly some good news if things happen together, because at least there seems to be a strong a sentiment of sorts on city council that there are people that are like looking for real ways to sort of do something with the police. But however, they also, when there's actual funding up for police, the uh, city councilors basically brushed us off every time we've complained about, you know, uh, bills like this. So, you know, such is the way, I guess. Um, I'm out of things on my agenda. Um, I, I went to bed promptly after and just like sighed deeply for an, uh, you know, an hour straight. So, yeah. All right, we'll see you guys in just a sec. Yeah, I guess. You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington aggregation Marxist experience. You guys can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. You can send us your messages via skywriting over the city of Lexington. Very popular these days. Yes. 
Um, we don't have a P.O. box, but you can imagine sending us mail in a P.O. box. Yeah. You can send us, you can write your imaginary message on the back of a $20 bill and email it to us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, uh, I would like to mention iTunes. You guys can give us five stars on iTunes. Yes. Uh, share it with your friends. Share it with your postal worker. Share it with uh, everybody in your life that needs to know about what's going on in Lexington. And with that, let's move on to side B. You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington Aggregation Marxist Experience. I'm Aaron. Um, and I'm Jenry. All right. It's the 8th of April. 2021 yeah basically um and you guys are like i said listening to side b the topic for today is a bunch of mutual aid organizations that we have going on who in lexington uh, oh, exciting few, yeah a few weeks ago you might remember we talked about um homeless shelters um i've been reading a book recently um by fellow comrade uh it's called mutual aid in COVID-19 but well, mutual aid it just came out it's about COVID-19 mm. um very very interesting read I would encourage the listener if you're interested to read it um very short too only like 100 pages oh, I mean who's it written by uh I, I need to I need to check wow the, uh, I wow. need to check the author I don't have the author memorized I was about because you were oh, wow okay but it's wow. good they're a comrade well sure um I don't know if they're a DSA comrade or if they're a comrade comrade, but we'll mm, see. I see. All right. No, well, no, no shade to the DSA people. Yeah. Um, I guess check the show notes. Check the show notes. Um, so I'm, I'm like looking at like, okay, what's, what, what do we have in Lexington for, um, for mutual aid? And I'm like, okay, here's, here's this list that Civic Lex put together. Oh, wow. Gee, thanks Civic Lex. Well, at first, I didn't even know it was Civic Lex. I've been looking at it, and I'm like, this looks like Civic Lex. And I look at the bottom, powered by Civic Lex. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, they've infiltrated everything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you are really interested, you can go to COVID19Lexington.org slash basic-needs. Mm. But um, one of the things I thought was funny on that one is they gave a bunch of, like, places you can go and stuff, like charities, but also mutual aid stuff. But then mm. they also say, if you need money... Kroger is hiring. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Absolutely they say work embarrassing. For, they say oh, go go apply to work for Kroger. Yeah, why don't you simply get a job, peasant? And like that's uh to, to talk about this in the, in the book I was reading, but it was like one of the one of my main problems with charities is like um it's 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 means tested basically. Yeah. Like it's like you you go there and they're like, all right, now you're gonna have to get a sobriety test and uh, you have to like prove that you're looking for a job and like because they 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 yeah. don't they don't want to get that one person who will who will abuse it. Like God God forbid that one person yeah. does it, even if like a hundred people benefit from it. Yeah, I, it's 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 carcel. It's why people don't stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have some actual good mutual aid organizations. Um, first one we have is Lexington Mutual Aid. Um, pretty pretty easy, self-explanatory, folks. Pretty self-explanatory. Their website is, uh, their slogan is, we are all we have. Wow. Um, currently, their project is redistributing stimulus checks to people. Interesting. Um, so if you have a stimulus check, you can just give it to them and then they'll they'll give it to people. Who Interesting. Um, well, I mean, that's pretty good mutual aid. I'm always like, what is mutual aid? 
What are these people doing? How are we aiding these people? I love this one. You're just giving them money. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, they also have a Facebook page, which you can, they're pretty active. I was checking them out. Um, they yeah. have like, you know, you can request like things from them that you would need, like food, shelter, services. That's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty chill. The next one, and I've actually met these people before, Food Not Bombs, Lexington. Mm, yeah, classic. Um, they're they're pretty cool. Um, they do, right now, their current schedule is they share a meal every Tuesday and Saturday at 5 p.m. in Phoenix Park. Just mm. go up and hey, get, get some food, free food. Yeah, I know about these guys, yeah. yeah. Um, right now, they're looking for cooks and also people to distribute the meals. It was weird because um, on their website, they're like, if you want to volunteer to help distribute meals, show up at five o'clock. That's great. I love that. That's awesome. This is I'm, I love the de- dedication, the um, the uh, untraceable elements of it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, these people. You have to get a Facebook, do this stuff. Mm-mm, mm-mm, folks, we're not getting on Facebook these days. Meet me at the park <laughs> if you want to help out. I love that about that. And then and then yeah, you can get in contact with them if you want to cook too. So their yeah. email for that is. Um, LexKYFoodNotBombs at gmail.com Any five star Michelin chefs willing to just go in the books as one of the best G's out there um, show up what can, <laughs> that would be badass of you it would be great um, next up these guys don't really have a like social media presence good um, honestly thank god They but they do have a GoFundMe presence alright um, well, I mean that's one way to do it it's EKY Mutual Aid you might remember these folks from the flood uh, episode. Oh yeah, yeah. So they, you know, collect funds and then distribute it out as necessary in Eastern Kentucky, and they're yeah. based in Whitesburg. Love that. I mean, there's still there was a flood recently, like between now and our most recent flood episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hate to see it, folks. Um, so that's EKY Mutual Aid. Um, the next one up. Um, I'm I'm including this because it's it's more of like a it's more of like a mutual organization mm. more so i mean you, we've talked about these guys before the lexington tenants union yeah um classic they um you know you, you guys have heard about them about uh you know stopping landlords uh from well hopefully existing but yeah uh, in the meantime evictions and stuff like that um indeed i don't know are they affiliated with the housing justice collective i mean if they're not I'm sure if they're not officially related, I'm sure it's the same exact like pool of people. Okay, yeah. Just the na- the nature of these things are because mm-hmm. landlordlinda.com is Lexington, yeah, just collective, yeah. which we love to see. Um, so I mean, yeah, Lexington Tenants Union, pretty cool. Um, they're currently looking for volunteers to help distribute flyers, organize, etc. They have a website. I believe they also have a Facebook. Yeah, yes, and look those guys up. Uh, next up. This is the last mutual aid, and then we have some Praxis organizations. Um, <laughs> this is, yeah, we're about to get to the spicy part where it's like, you know, like killalandlord.com. <laughs> no, that would be, that would be interesting. Um, be too cool. We would be, this, we would be immediately a, a sponsor of them. This is fascinating. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of this. The really, really free market. The really, really free market. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What? What could this possibly be? Well, it's it's an event. Well, it's it's a it's a series of events that they have throughout the year, <clears throat> and this one is happening on June twelfth at Shilato Park Shelter One. They just create scarcity at the Shilato Shelter One. No, like... what they what they do is you bring you bring food and services or whatever, and then people and people 
there's no money involved. It's just a, it's the really, ah, really free market. I get it. I get it. It's really, really free. I love that. Mm-hmm. So you can be like, hey, I'm a mechanic. I'll fix your car or something. Or you can be like, just hire me in this lot right now. Here we go. Bring here's, your some, car. here's some bread I made. I love that. Or something like that. Um, so they have a Facebook for that. The really, really free market. June 12th is happening. It's this Saturday. This is cool. I love, this is kind of wicked. Yeah. Shiloh Park Shelter One. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of mutual aid organizations. Next up is Praxis organizations, which um, may, I don't, I don't know if I've, if what I, is, okay. All right. All right. Call me, call me an unlightened urban geography dropout hack. Okay. I've heard of mutual aid organizations. What the fuck is the difference between mutual aid and a praxis organization? <clears throat> well, yeah, I was, I was saying Are they that more or less useless. They are, <laughs> they, um, I, I would more qualify them as organizational organizations. Oh my fucking and God. And the fact that they, so or- they, they literally are useless. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is the first one I have on here is the Lexington DSA. Oh, I see. So that they organize like, the organized yeah organization i'll join dsa i'll join you as soon as you um uh sponsor your own candidates mm. well you know we had uh arnold far mm-hmm. um yeah for uh school board yeah an interesting choice um i almost i almost took a class with arnold far he didn't <laughs> show up it was so i just dropped it um and they do have like night school and stuff which is which is cool a dsa night school mm-hmm. that's kind of cute yeah, there's. I'll go to DSA night school. What do they talk about there? Theory. Oh, well, you know what? That's very sweet, but maybe I'll. <laughs> they had. Um, it was on uh, on April the first when we took a week off. Um, mm-hmm. they were having a lecture on Pisadism. No or, way, or really. Pisadism. Some fuck. Never mind. That's the that's the real spinoff podcast, folks. When we go full Lexington Pisadist Marxist experience. <laughs> That would be that would be fascinating. Yeah, they did a whole lecture series on that. Um, wow. But um, yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, How did you, you not tell me? I would have fucking dropped everything and gone to this. I mean, I don't know. You, you, yeah, you know about DSA. I don't have to explain them. Um, Kentucky Workers League mm. is like is like DSA, but they're Marxist Leninist. Or that's that's how it seems. Okay, they're either so they're, they're just like they're just IWW, but for uh, for Lexington, they're they're either anarchist or Marxist Leninist. I can't yeah. tell, but they're more hardline than DSA. Okay, well that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they're mo- right now they're focusing on housing, so I guess they're they're Who doesn't in, these days. Everybody's focused on housing. Um, and speaking of housing, we have the Lexington Housing Justice Collective. Amen, kings, kings. Um, yes, and um, I mean. You guys have seen their their stickers all around landlordlinda.com. Yeah, that's so it's so good, folks. I can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. They they netted the exclusive exclusive Herald Leader scoop. We can't get enough. Who can, can the DSA can't say that? I'm saying, folks. Um, and that's pretty much all I had for for that. Kind of a little short side B. Little, I love like, that excursion into um, you know ways you can. Yeah. ways you can help it's all about balance on this podcast things things you can do in this in this city i you know i would encourage you to check out the really really free market also check out maybe food not bombs that sounds like food cool... not bombs is cool um really really free market is very interesting to me i'm very curious the kind of people that go out there especially the services like we need some boots on the ground yeah we really it. do um and of course the last practice agency you can donate to us um at uh um, a Bitcoin address. <laughs> Got that? All right, cool. Thank you. We'll we'll be waiting for your um, for your uh, many donations of dollars to support the lame podcast. And with that, 
It's happened again. Indeed. You wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. Mm. We'd like to thank our executive producer, Charlie Carey. <sighs> Legendary stuff today, Charlie. We really appreciate it. Without her, we would be nowhere. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us like LamePod at gmail.com. And even, and even though motorists everywhere run over a cyclist out of spite whenever they hear us say it. This is lame.